Hello, peoples, and welcome to Esoterica Cinema, the podcast where we take films from the cinematic multiverse and discuss the hell out of them. Today, we are back with another five-minute review, and I know you're probably chuckling to yourself right now looking at the average length of time and noting that these are a little bit longer than five minutes. But for us, if you know anything about us, coming in seven, eight, even ten minutes, that's pretty damn good for us. So, uh, anyways, regardless, gonna stick to calling them five-minute reviews, and there's nothing you can do about that. Today, we are looking at 2018's Upgrade, starring Logan Marshall Green and written and directed by Lee Winnell. If that name sounds familiar, it might be because you recognize him as the also writer and director of 2020's The Invisible Man, or perhaps you knew that he was James Wan's screenwriter. That's right, he, uh, either with him or on his own, wrote many of the Saw films, including the first, as well as the first two Insidious films. I think they made a couple more. Either way, rather talented writer and showing his chops here as a director. And let me tell you, man, this guy knows what is up. Upgrade is a fantastic film. I can't wait to tell you about it here, but first we're gonna do a quick description. From Google, when a brutal mugging leaves Gray Trace paralyzed in the hospital and his beloved wife dead, a billionaire inventor soon offers Trace a cure, an artificial intelligence implant called STEM that will enhance his body. Once again able to walk, Gray finds that he also has superhuman strength and agility, skills he uses to seek revenge against the thugs who destroyed his life. Now, just to get this off right off the bat, in case you couldn't tell from the description, this is an action cyberpunk revenge thriller. And this is a genre that is so underrepresented out there, just in filmmaking. Like, I love science fiction, and I love the heady science fiction that we're getting from, like, Denis Villeneuve right now. You know, from Dune to Blade Runner 2049, Arrival, etc. Uh, of course, we all love the traditional Star Wars. I know, obviously, the new ones are a point of contention. But, you know, so rarely do we get some just good old-fashioned Philip K. Dick cyberpunk action thriller. And this delivers in spades, man. And let me tell you, if you are at all a Philip K. Dick fan, uh, and if you're not, go check out his short stories. Uh, novels, you know, he wasn't quite as well known for them, but really does a bang-up job with the short stories. And uh, if you like just that whole aesthetic, you know, with... Uh, AI and you know, artificial implants and biomechanics and AI run amok and all of that stuff, you know, futuristic flying vehicles and self-propelled cars and all that sort of stuff, man. This movie has all of that. Additionally, it's very well shot and it's very well paced. It's got some stellar lighting, the action sequences. What I love about the action sequences are that it doesn't hide behind quick edits the way that a lot of films do, especially films that don't have a budget. This was made for, I want to say, maybe $14 million, as high as $17 million. And I mean, you know, I don't say this with any sort of uh, sarcasm. Like, you can see it all up on the screen. Like, it's a relatively small film, and what they're able to do with that meager budget is pretty spectacular. It looks like it costs twice that, at least. We've also got a solid setup featuring a protagonist who's kind of like old school. Again, Philip K. Dick does this quite a lot where there's an old school guy who's resistant to technology. You know, he's good at fixing things. He knows old school wiring. You know, doesn't like these newfound technology contraptions that do everything automatic. You know, he's a guy who wants to uh, drive in manual, you know, and doesn't like the uh, autopilot on the old car. So needless to say, our protagonist here would not be a fan of Mr. Elon Musk and a lot of what he's trying to do, right? And that's going to set up a lot of sort of dark 
dark humor along the way where he's kind of resisting this implant that gets put in him that starts to sort of take over. And, you know, I know some of the reveals get spoiled in the trailer. If you haven't seen the trailer, I'm going to try to avoid spoiling them here for you as well, because, yeah, guess what? We're doing spoiler free stuff now on this short form content. We're still going to spoil the hell out of the films and the long form content. But for the short form, we are going to let you discover these things for themselves. Now, the plot does always churn forward, and that's another thing that I love about this. Oftentimes, films like this might have a great idea but not really know what to do with them. This film always knows what to do to advance the story forward in very significant ways throughout the entire 100-minute runtime, and that's a very impressive feat that it achieves as well. Also, the acting, totally solid. Uh, this Logan Marshall Green character who plays our protagonist is probably best described as a uh, working man's Tom Hardy, let's say. We've got actresses by the name of Melanie Vallejo as his wife and Betty Gabriel as a cop who is tracking him. They're fine, if not spectacular. They don't really get a lot to do. And then we have another gentleman by the name of Harrison Gilbertson. And let me tell you, he does a great Rami Malek impression. Now, you know, I say that kind of in jest, but honestly, it's solid with great energy. I'm not saying he is trying to be Rami Malek, but he definitely brings that same sort of awkward, stilted energy that uh, Rami brought to roles like in Mr. Robot. And about the only criticism I have is really just with the cop character, once again, played by Betty Gabriel. And it's this thing where, you know, she's supposed to be investigating who killed his wife. And he's been paralyzed, by the way, at the beginning of this movie before the implant gets set in. And so, you know, he's asking her what she's doing and she's doing the whole, you know, kind of cliched thing of like, oh, we're on it. We've got leads. We've brought in some people for questioning. We don't have anything, blah, blah, blah. Right. So he's going to take matters into his own hands with the aid of this billionaire inventor's technology. And so inherently, of course, you know, when he goes to get revenge on the people that we saw murder his wife, you know, we know those are the people and we're rooting for him. So when you introduce this cop character that starts to become suspicious of a protagonist that we ourselves are rooting for, we can't help but not sympathize with that cop character. And so I just feel like I don't like when they turn the cops that are supposed to be helping these people against the protagonist, because, again, there's no way that I'm going to root for the cop over the protagonist. It's just not going to happen unless you've completely fucked up your movie. And even then, like, again, it's difficult to pull off. Again, noting on the cinematography, it looks fantastic. We've got appropriately colored lighting, utilizing a lot of the fuchsia and turquoise gels that have kind of become synonymous with cyberpunk to great effect, I think. I, I love that look personally. The camera moves in these really unique ways, especially during the fight scenes. They show a little bit of, in the, of it in the trailer, but if you haven't, don't spoil it. Just watch it and be impressed when the fight scenes come about. Uh, they did some, there's some pretty interesting techniques that they use that you can find about online to see how they filmed those. And also the fight choreography itself is wonderful. It's really fun. And the way that the protagonist moves definitely feels like he, you know, he does a great job of splitting that difference between human and robot the way that he's supposed to. There's also, I will say, like after the fight sequences, they all kind of end in these like Mortal Kombat style fatalities. And a couple of them are spectacular to the point that it made me like yell out at my TV like, oh, damn, you know, and I'm not generally somebody that does that. Um, but just to kind of show you how into this film you can get. And then the score is appropriately badass. It, it definitely feels like that cyberpunk thriller. You know, it's high energy. It's got the abrasive sort of electronic sound. And it really just jives with the aesthetic. Three adjectives, 
for upgrade, we've got, oh, these are these are totally hyphenated, by the way. Uh, if you've listened to the long form shows before, you know, we, we're, we're fans of doing the long hyphenated adjectives. First one, relentlessly paced. Second one, absorbing plot developments. And third, again, hyphenated, perfectly executed cyberpunk thriller. All of that yielding five out of five stars. That's right, a full five stars for Upgrade. I loved this movie. I was so stoked afterwards. I almost wanted to watch it again immediately. I almost watched it again the following day. Either way, I certainly did buy it, and I can't wait to watch it again. Go check out Upgrade. It's worth every moment of your time if you're even remotely into action, sci-fi, thrillers, cyberpunk genre, any of that. You're gonna love this movie. I can't wait to see what Lee Winnell did with 2020's Invisible Man. I'm gonna go check that out on my HBO Max here pretty soon. And hopefully you will join us again for another five-minute review or one of our long-form reviews right here on Esoterica Cinema.